Geekscapists, how are you? I'm Jonathan London, your host, and if this is your first Geekscape, well, strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. Uh, yeah, this one's going to be a Shazam! Fury of the Gods special, so you do not have to have heard any Geekscapes uh, before this to know what is going on. We're not like a long-running comic book, all right, where we have a ton of spinoffs and specials and stuff. I mean, we do, but you do not need to have heard any of those other Geekscapes to know what's going on. You probably should have watched Shazam! Fury of the Gods, though, because this is the special where we're going to talk all about it. There's going to be tons of spoilers. We're going to be getting into the nitty-gritty about what is going on before this movie, maybe after this movie, not so fast on those James Gunn is going to reset the entire DC Entertainment Universe uh, opinions. Not so fast there. Uh, This movie has a lot of... Maybe it has a lot of context of of what we're going to get in the future of the DC uh, films. Uh, you know, um, so if you were thinking maybe I skip Shazam too, because what's the point? I saw that opinion a, a lot online. Uh, what's the point of going to see Shazam too? It's not going to matter. Everything's going to get wiped clean, and they're going to restart everything. Uh, not so fast on that stuff. Uh, I would say if you enjoyed that first Shazam, watch this movie. It's it's not too different. Maybe you'll have fun with it, uh, and we're going to talk all about it on the special. Uh, if you enjoy comics, I cannot tell you how much i've been enjoying doing geekscape the tony fleece episode last uh last week on the on the feed you got to go listen to that one if you love comics he talks about creating straight dogs with our friend tony rodriguez and that's an amazing indie comic and then this new one that he's got with tim seeley uh local hero uh local man (laughs) my bad it's local man uh that's a great comic i loved talking to tony about his process of writing and creating and drawing and how he got into comics a lot of comics talk and you're actually going to get a second geekscape this week i'm going to sit down with the directors of this brand new pinball movie that they talked about on the brand new geekscape games show here on the geekscape network we have a it's not a brand new geekscape video game podcast it's just renamed Okay, we have a, a renamed Geekscape Games. Um, and uh, they talked about this brand new movie that's out. I think it's on, uh, I think you can find it on VOD now. It's all about pinball. Did you know that it was outlawed for decades in New York City and then Chicago and Los Angeles? Every major city had pinball outlawed as a tool for gambling. Uh, they wanted to crack down in the 30s on crime, so they outlawed gambling. They thought it was like a roulette table somewhere that would that it would only exist in like a crime den. So until the 70s, pinball was outlawed in a lot of American cities. And I went and saw the, I saw this film at film festivals last year uh, about the overturning of that story and and really the champion of pinball. And uh, it's an amazing story. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna see it because it's a game and it's Geekscape, and I'll probably want to tell the Geekscape is about it. I loved the movie so much and it's out now on VOD. I love the movie so much. I invited the directors on to talk about it. They're going to be my guests later this week. They're going to be my guests tomorrow. So subscribe to the feed, share it with your friends and all that. Uh, But for now, we're going to be talking Zach Levi's uh, newest Shazam movie, Shazam Fury of the Gods. So if you haven't seen it, there's your last chance. There's going to be spoilers. I'm going to play the intro and then right after the intro, the spoilers are going to start quick and I'm going to be here with my friend Ian, who's the local geekscape mr mind uh he's a little bigger than mr mind um but we'll be right back we're gonna talk to Sazam. so your last chance to avoid the spoilers begins now
All right, Geeks Gabus, we're going to be talking Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I'm trying to find those directors uh, business card that they gave me <laughs> at film festivals last year. It's like, be like, hey, tomorrow. Um, there's going to be a Geekscape tomorrow talking about filmmaking. So uh, there's been a lot of comic talk on Geekscape recently, and I love comics. Um, but uh, tomorrow is filmmaking talk. So be here for that. Uh, we're going to be talking Shazam, Fury of the Gods. So here we have it. This is the special. There's going to be a lot of spoilers. If you have not seen Shazam, Fury of the Gods, you probably should skip this until you have, and you might be thinking again, what's the point? The entire DC Entertainment Universe is going to be wiped clean. Uh, James Gunn's going to change everything. The Flash is going to reset everything. And having seen this movie, and I can't wait to talk to Ian about this, I got to say, hold your horses on that uh, thought. So if you're a Facebook user who has not logged into StreamYard to give us your name, uh, who says, I haven't even seen the first one. This may not be the Geekscape for you, uh, but if you're still with us and you've seen Shazam, Fear of the Gods, then this is the place for you because Mr. Mind's coming, and that means Ian Kerner. Ian Kerner, our very own Mr. Mind, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, let's talk about whether or not you enjoyed this movie. I went in, and yeah, I was a little skeptical because, well, Black Adam set the stage for it. If you Geekscapes, you can go back. We don't have to rehash a lot of stuff. You can go back and listen to our Black Adam special. It's a movie that Ian and I, I think we're entertained by, but not in, like, it's just a little messy. And it especially messy in regards to the Shazam franchise where a Black Adam movie actually belongs. Uh, and so we had a lot of uh, conflict with the fact that those were separate franchises. Um, but we got Shazam too. And people were not, kind of this movie going into it uh i again heard the opinion what is the point of the rest of these dc entertainment universe movies now that james gunn's taken over the flash is going to wipe the 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 slate and what is the point um i loved the first shazam movie i thought it was a lot of fun um ian do you enjoy the first shazam movie correct i did yeah how did you feel about this one? So, and I, I think long-term listeners know this, but Jonathan and I try to make a point to not tell each other how we feel before we literally start this. So we don't um, talk about our feelings a whole lot, Ian. Like we don't no. really talk about our feelings, you know, maybe this I is the mean, place for it. Look, I, I was born <laughs> in the seventies in Brooklyn. You know, it's not really a thing I like to do. But. Open up, be vulnerable with us. Uh, okay. Whatever. You're not my wife. <laughs> Welcome um, to counseling. Tell me what, what you thought of the Shazam Fear of the Gods, buddy. How'd you feel going I, into it? And then as you sat down, did the movie surprise you? Did the movie... Well, tell uh, me. I was very entertained. Um, I can't say it's a really good movie, but I was entertained in a lot of places. Um, I thought they, they had a, some really good wit in it. There was a lot of you know one-liners and things like that that I, I definitely laughed out loud. Um, and I was entertained throughout the whole movie. But I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's very forgettable. Um, there's no question that both the first one, as much as I enjoyed it, and this one are so, so badly hurt by what was essentially Dwayne Johnson's refusal. You know, he had the star power to be Black Adam. It was basically J Dwayne Johnson was cast as Black Adam long before they ever even did Shazam. This has been going on for like 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. And he just saw Black Adam as being this adult thing and Shazam was too kiddie. Um... You know, he vetoed being in the first one. He vetoed being in the second one. And, you know, you didn't feel it as much. Honestly, even the first one, giving Savannah Shazam powers, it's just making him Black Adam. 
You know, it's just been this this constant thing of making up for that ego driven decision. And it, it's really it's really upsetting. You know, I, I have very mixed feelings and we're, I mean, we're going to get into the meat of this very mixed feelings with the villain in this. In some ways, I found they were better than I expected from the trailer. You know, I didn't absolutely hate them, but the motivations were very confused. I mean, the fact here's the bottom line is this. The Daughters of Atlas are not in the comic books. The Daughters of Atlas are not in the comic yeah, books. Yeah, you know, these are completely made up for the movie. Mm-hmm. And not that this alone is reason enough for this, but the fact that they were just made up characters and sort of shoehorned in to just try to make, make a movie and tell the story. It's, it's like, I think along with that, there was lazy writing in the motivations, you know? Well, let's talk about it because I think I really enjoyed the movie a lot more than you did. Um, okay. I was very I, entertained. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, I think the movie's very entertaining. I saw the first Shazam twice in theaters. I like Zach. I've met Zach several times in person. Zach almost did my wedding proposal. Like, okay. it, Zach, Zach, I was supposed to moderate with Zach on the main stage. And Zach, about a week before LA Comic Con, was like, hey, man, I think I'm just going to do my own thing and moderate my own panel. And he can. I mean, the guy's great and his energy is fantastic. He can definitely hold his own for 30 minutes with just Q&A with the audience. It put me in a rough spot because I was going to use that energy and go crazy with Zach on stage to propose. And so the pivot to Giancarlo uh, Esposito, even though Giancarlo is amazing, was so sudden. And I actually saw Zach before the proposal and I was so nervous. And Zach was like, hey, man, how you been? What's up? I like Zach a lot, um, mm-hmm. and I like him in this movie a lot. One of the issues I have from the first movie is that Billy Batson and Shazam feel like two different characters. So Billy Batson is very somber. He's very uh, uh, angry about being an orphan and trying to find his mother and why she abandoned him. And in this one, he's less so, but Shazam is still such a, a fun cartoon character in comparison to the uh, Billy Batson that it, that's still here. What you get a lot more of is the Shazam family. I think that they had some fun motivations. Wait, 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 I, wait, wait, I like the interaction. I, I, I want to address something you just said real quick. Yeah. Okay. Because that was one Go of my it. problems with this movie was I felt this less in the first movie because of the, the age of Billy Batson. Sure. And in this one, I felt Billy Batson seemed very, he's on the verge of 18 and seemed actually pretty mature. But then when Zach's on screen, he's playing him still yeah. like Billy Batson's 12 years old. And it's the same issue I had with the first movie is that these do not seem like the same character. And I don't know how you fix that because you it's have, like, you, like you, Zach is just doing, I'm just play, I'm, I'm going to act like I'm you just going to have fun. Kid, you know, I'm just going to act like a big kid. But he's yeah. But at this point, Billy Batson's 18 trying to think about what the real world looks like because he's going to lose. Yeah, his, his foster family when he ages uh, out of the system, and so it's real—it's a very real issue. And I actually—I'm will... also confused about the amount of time that's gone by because how old is Billy Batson in the first one? He's probably fifteen, sixteen. Okay, because so I think because they say at the end, and, and the final and the and the end credits that it's been two years. So I will say in this one, I'll I'll push back just a little bit as he is Shazam, Zach there is the moments where he is wondering about losing his family at the beginning of this movie. He is all about we're a family, the the Shazam team, the Marvel family goes out and solves things together, which is what I think some of the problematic editing was at the beginning of the movie. You have this horrific scene in a museum where the daughters of Atlas come in and they get Mm -hmm. the staff. And that's where I, I like the setup for this movie is that in destroying Savannah's staff at the end of the first movie, he's actually 
allow the daughters of Atlas to come to the human world and try and find what has stole the wizard that has stolen their magic and try and find Shazam and steal the magic back from the Marvel family. I actually liked their motivation. And I liked that it was caused by Shazam breaking Savannah's staff and saying like, Hey, I'm going to turn my family into the Marvel family. He didn't know he was going to unleash them from the Phantom Zone. <laughs> like that's kind of what it felt like. He didn't know that he was going to yeah, release yeah. The, them from the Phantom Zone. Right. He's a he's, he's kind of an idiot. Did that uh, scene, scene feel very Wonder Woman in the museum? What was that? Justice League. It was you know? it was hardcore. Like they're straight up turning people into statues and killing them. And yeah. the thing is it's great at the beginning of a movie as a motivation and making the threat very serious. And you definitely take the daughters of Atlas serious at that point. You then have the fun scene of the Marvel family saving people on, you know, on a bridge in Philadelphia during a traffic accident. We've seen that superhero sequence a lot, but it's fun. And you get to like show the different types of characters. Like you see that one of the Marvel family is all about himself. And another one is all about, you know, be easily distracted by cute puppies and, and kitties and stuff. Um, but, the problem is I feel like the bridge was the opening of the movie. They needed to add some severity and introduce the yeah. villains early. So they t- took the grease sequence in the museum. That's kind of violent. And they made that the intro of the movie. And you can kind of tell because later in the movie, Wolf Blitzer pops up on the news and says early this morning. And it's been like a week film wise. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, early this morning in chopping. Athens, then the museum. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. A week has passed in this movie. That didn't happen this morning. That happened a week ago and nobody talked about it. But now you got to reintroduce the villains to get the Marvel family in there as the threat that they're going to have their power stolen. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. Um, Diedrich Bader, I love it. Anytime he shows up on scene. But I got to tell you, Geekscape, is Gi- if you're a fan, giant, giant if you're fan, a fan of Diedrich Bader, yeah. oh my God, he, does, he gets done wrong in this movie. <laughs> Does, I was like, does. they're not really going to kill Diedrich Bader. Spoilers, well, they killed well, Diedrich Bader. And a lot went on. Look, you know, at the end of the first one, they, they make the family. They cast a lot of known actors in there. So they got their due in this one, right? Mm-hmm. They got to be in a lot more. I mean, I thought Adam Brody, you know, the whole Freddie Freeman stuff, I thought that was great. I thought the performances of both of them were great and really worked. Yeah, Freddie Freeman you know? wants to be the star when he's Adam yeah. Brody, and he's gonna... I thought that was great. I mean, I loved, and we got to get to the joke about about the name, you know, and saying Cap- Captain Every Power Junior. That was hysterical. Do we need to explain that? Well, Freddie Freeman when he's just, when he's uh, the who's in, in his... the past. So yeah, so he, so the deal is this: it was it was Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. You know, Fawcett Comics was Captain Marvel. And of course, Marvel had issue with it, but was what it was. I mean, it actually predated Marvel Comics initially. Mm-hmm. And but it was always confusing to people because he said Shazam, and even even the show in the seventies they called it Shazam. At one point, Ordway's comic series was the power of Shazam, but the character was Captain Marvel. And when he gave the powers to Freddie, Freddie went by Captain Marvel Junior. And he said Captain Marvel, you know, to activate his powers because he was getting them directly from Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. you know? So of course, Freddie had the same issue that now the character Shazam as the hero has, it used to be the wizard's name was Shazam, mm-hmm. right? Which was, he actually can't say his name because if he says it, then it's either turning his powers on or turning him off. So right. that's always been funky. So Freddie always had that problem. Now, now Billy has that problem, right? But, um, so the great gag was the idea that Freddie saying that Billy's, you know, hero identity is the junior. Yeah. And um, all the names was, were great. 
And of so course, I, Michael Gray at, with a cameo saying that's what his name should be. Oh my God. The best, the, the, you should have been there with Justin and I. I, I gasped. This. My wife was like, what the hell? I was because like, it's the actor is, from the 70s. The, the ending does feel like it's 30 minutes of this movie. Like the ending is very long, but that one sequence, uh, and you realize nobody's called him Shazam yet in either of these two films. And they're like, what do we call you? And the person that yells it out is the original actor from the 1972-73 TV series, um, it, it played by uh, Michael Gray, and he's wearing the T-shirt from the 1972-73 no, series. No, he, he said Captain Marvel. Yeah, and he goes uh, in the in the scene. He yells Captain Marvel, but he realizes his name is Shazam because that's his name. Um, he, uh, Justin and I went crazy when we saw him on screen. We thought that yeah. I think the movie's fun. There's a unicorn sequence that's fun. The taste yeah, of rainbow the stuff, stuff is, is amazing. Oh, uh, taste uh, of rainbow, motherfuckers! I the, loved that. The and Darla, by the way, Darla's great. Megan Good as Darla. Megan Good as mm-hmm. adult Darla, still seeming childlike, was fantastic. I think Geeks gave us this is a fun movie. I think that if you enjoy the first Shazam movie, you're going to enjoy this one as much, if not more. Um, it. Yes, the the Black Adam stuff is tough. I liked the Daughters of Atlas. I took them seriously. I liked the shading of the characters between them because Hespera is not like Calypso, is definitely not like Anthea, who's kind of the love interest for Freddie Freeman. And she's the one who's a little hesitant to say like, hey, do we want to take these magic powers back? Do we need to uh, revive our dying world of, the, of gods uh, at the cost of mankind? And, you know, because they want to ultimately plant this seed to bring uh well basically their world this their their godlike kingdom into our world but it'll be at the cost of us this is one of my issues like you know because hespera seems pretty damn bloodthirsty particularly in the museum scene right and then everything else and then all of a sudden it's oh you're gonna do it here instead of where it should be and now she just completely flips Mm -hmm. you know i didn't i didn't buy it i think when she sees that what that Calypso won't go the the the, the extent that Calypso will go to, and especially like Calypso Cray, yeah, she's just it, out of her mind. You know, I think that once Hespera sees that, and especially what she does in taking Anthea's powers, then it's like, okay, you've actually stripped the, the like later in the movie when she strips yeah their sister of her powers and makes her mortal. Then you're like, at that point, I think Hespera says, okay, she will stop at nothing to destroy this world. Uh, I have to flip, and it, I, I I bought it. Again, a lot happens in that last thirty minutes. It's got a really like it feels a little long, but you're having so much fun, and the actors are so so fun to watch. And I actually enjoyed the writing. You know, prayers up for Diedrich Bader. He should he should have gotten done dirty like that, but uh, he did. And <laughs> once you get past that, I think it's a pretty enjoyable movie. That being said, at any point, was I starting to think like? Wait, is the Flash just going to wipe this out? Um, I think it starts telling you pretty early on that what James Gunn is setting up and he's trying to tell you here with Shazam Fear of the Gods is he's going to pick and choose what works in the DC Entertainment Universe. I, I, I've told you that before. We, we've been saying that. Yeah, I've been absolutely. saying that all along. Listen, if this is and your first Geekscape, Geekscape is you've not heard Ian say that. All right? So I'm just... Playing like so this, your so first I, one. I, I'm, I'm pointing out that I did. <laughs> yeah, because um, you, you, you were saying, oh, "How can you do this?" Because he can. They can pick yeah. and choose whatever they want. Look clearly. I mean, this is what we know. We know that the Amanda Waller show is going to continue the Suicide Squad through line. It's just going to be that show instead of 
or before a Peacemaker season two. That was announced for sure. Yeah. Um, but you're going to see some of these characters. Um, odds are that first um, after credit, the mid credit scene is indicative that things are going to stick around. I don't read in that, that Gal Gadot is one who, listen, I suspected she was in this movie because even after the Patty Jenkins stuff, they never went and said that she's not still Wonder Woman. Right. They didn't okay. do what, they, what got what Henry Cavill. Exactly. They specifically Cavill. didn't do that. And, and, and that was saying to me, I expect, and having heard that she's been cut out of flash, I expected her here. And Geese gave us the, like we just spoiled it for you in a big way. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman is at the end of this movie and it, she's great. And they mess with you halfway through the movie yeah. by having a dream sequence with, with Shazam where Billy Batson, who has a crush on Diana, wants to meet Diana, that's a running joke throughout the whole movie, uh, is on a dream, is in a dream, and has a date with Diana. And when he finally sees her and she steps in the light, well, you don't the realize wizard. it's a dream initially. <laughs> it felt like a dream for the I, beginning. To me also, sure. but I'm just saying. Yeah. But I thought Dijman Hunsu in The Wizard, even though he was so stern and serious in the first movie, great. And this one, he's just having so much fun and he's yeah, part he had of a lot more to family do now. Yeah. Uh, I loved him. I thought it was great in this. He was a highlight of the film for me. And another reason, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, and there's a bunch of little Easter eggs, you know, Darla calling the cat Tawny. Okay. Explain that Easter one to egg. us, Ian. Uh, Tawny the tiger, you know, in, yes. the, in the classic, you know, was it was one of a companion of Shazam. So here's the thing. One of the things I was disappointed by, which they kind of touched on, but you, you saw all these different worlds they have access to. And they sort of played yes. a little bit going through the doors, but they You've really didn't the go movie. that deep. Yeah, they didn't go that deep on it. We didn't really get into that, which I, I thought that was, you know, a, a waste not to have explored that more, not to have the threat come directly from one of those worlds. Sure. And this is my thing is, you know, I enjoyed the movie, but there's, so, I mean, even the setup of Mr. Mind and Savannah at the end for a potential third one, like one of those, you know, you saw the alligator people, you know, you know, which obviously they're a big deal. Sobok, all that stuff is a big deal from the comics. And you didn't do it here. And to me, it was a waste. If you couldn't get Black Adam, you should have done that, you know, and they didn't. Because then that's the thing. Look, the Black Adam story should be or should have been, you know, the idea that you saw a little bit in the Black Adam movie is that, you know, Black Adam was the Shazam thousands of years ago, but he's bitter at having been, you know, at one point he was cut off or whatever else. So, and that's the Black Adam villain story that, you know, you don't get. And it arguably is or could have been, you know, if things had been different and Dwayne Johnson hadn't vetoed being in Shazam, you know, um, I think we would have gotten this very different story, different, you know, um, somewhat different origin for Black Adam. I think I envision a story where Black Adam is reanimated, but doesn't have his powers initially. And he's looking to get him back from Billy, that kind of thing. Sure. And, and, and ultimately you get a sort of redemption arc with him. Honestly, the right way to do that would have been over more than one movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. To then spin him off into his own, you know? And I think, you know, listen, I think yeah, clearly we see the box office, you know, for both, but I think had they done that from the get go, they would have had a much, much healthier um, franchise. It's really disappointing. I agree. Um, again, like Geeks Gavis, you can go back and listen to the Black Adam special I did with Ian. And uh, they left so much on the table, especially I thought the treatment of the JSA or the treatment of Hawkman 
for me it felt mixed it and great. muddied but, and the, but the most ridiculous thing was literally here he is in the present with exactly the same powers as Shazam with the same look except for a different color and there's not even a single mention nothing mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. ridiculous it made no sense yeah Jason Elliott says let me throw up his comment he says do you think the Shazam franchise was doomed from the start I it, didn't it, I thought that first one was a really good lead off but 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 the la- lack of including Black Adam hurt it a lot sure yeah I I mean it just felt like a no-brainer um, and have it in, like we've said a million times, not it's, having, he's just the most important Shazam villain. It's sort of like, it's the thing is it, it, it's his opposite number. And even the idea he's ancient and bitter. And here's Billy who's so young and filled with hope. And, you know, and, and basically Billy's everything that the wizard wants. So she's, so the idea is kind of that black Adam is rejected. Yeah. You know, and he's, but he's, the idea is that he's not worthy, even though he had been the champion, like it's sort of, it's integral to the story. So and basically it's almost, what they did in the first one is they just made Savannah another Black Adam. It's almost the motivation that they gave the Daughters of Atlas here was, yeah. y'all have our powers, that, we're bitter. That's what I'm saying. Back. I know. It's, it's, it's been two movies just coming up with a way because they can't have Black Adam because Dwayne doesn't want to do it. Because Dwayne was such a big star that instead of sacrificing having him in it, they actually sacrificed the whole franchise, the whole storyline. I also do not think it was doomed from the start. I think it was doomed then, right? It was doomed when you got that that end credit sequence in the first Shazam, and it wasn't Black Adam. Yes, and they, like, they, they did a de- they did a decent pivot in the first one because generally the, the movie was good. But honestly, I mean, in 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 looking at this at the question that was asked, I have to feel that you know even with that, even if they'd had him as a cameo. It's still like the fact that he wasn't in the first movie and you gave Savannah the powers, all that right there was a pivot that never Mm -hmm. should happen. So in that sense, kind of, yeah. I mean, they, you know, they did the first one movie did decently because there was interest in it. Listen, I think in an analysis, coming back to something you were saying, Jonathan, you know, one of the big problems that, that I see a lot of pundits talking about, about this movie and why the box office is hurting is a general perception that it really isn't part of the bigger DCEU, you know? Which, interestingly, you watch the movie and they're referencing the stuff left and right. Oh, my God. It, it, the, but, it actually no made me feel of, better to watch this movie and thing. understand that but, the stuff that works in the DC Entertainment Universe now is going to carry on. Well, yes and no. I mean, Including yeah. Steven. Because just is Steven a character from the comics? No, no, another thing made up. Okay, well, Steven better cool. not be... James Gunn, Steven should Steve not be cool. rewritten. Steven's look, great. Look, I, you know, the question's this. The <laughs> and box bring Diedrich Bader back. The box office being what it is, I do not right. see us getting a third Shazam movie. But However, see, using yes. him in something else is definitely a possibility. Well, I loved it that Diana shows up at the end of this movie. Yeah, it was and, great brings him back to life i thought that was great i like the sacrificing of himself at the end i again i've i've talked about how much i like zach uh those two end credit sequences actually give me hope because they easily could have scrapped that second one with dr savannah and mr mindy and they, they definitely could have but that is yeah. a, that is a shazam specific end credit sequence yes and they could have specific to the first movie it. exactly what you want and you know it, it, it's a promise that maybe we get it you know i, I my, my feeling from that was James Gunn? Well, you have to remember Peter Safran, who is the the, the co um, head head of DC right now, was a producer on this movie. He is, you know. So I think they definitely were hoping if it did well, they would have kept it going. 
Well, we could still see it, you know? Uh, that first end credit tag that is straight out of Peacemaker and Waller and, uh, and mentions the JSA up and I'd down. Love a, I'd love a Justice Society movie. Well, we have Justice Society members. They just happen to have been saying, in I love, a, I love that movie. Yeah, okay, exactly. So I'm saying. I want to ask I'm you, down. what does that look like? Is that a part of Waller? Is that a spinoff from Waller where the series has some of the members of the JSA? Probably not they, Pierce they, Brosnan. They could do it that way. They could do their own movie if they think it's worth doing. You know, I, unfortunately, the fact that Black Adam and Shazam both didn't do all that well, you know, and Black Adam's marketing was heavily pushing that JSA doesn't bode great, but, you know, we'll see. Then why would you keep that tag six months after the fact? Six months after Black Adam comes and goes, why would you keep a JSA heavy uh, I, tag? I agree with you. I, I, I'm hoping, I'm thinking that they don't feel that that concept is definitely dead. I you agree. know, Aldous Hodge did a great job as Hawkman. I agree. Pierce Brosnan did a great job as Dr. Fate. You know, I, I would love to have, you know, Zach in it. Yeah. You know, um, and, 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 you know, maybe, listen, I don't expect those actors showing up in Waller. Except as maybe a cameo. Not yes. a big part of it. I was about to say know? cameo. Yes. Yeah, maybe. So, but Ian, what it. is that? I mean, post Flash, we're going to, of course, we're going to go see Flash. I've heard, did you hear the Tom Cruise story where Tom Cruise yes, saw the Flash and immediately great. wanted to connect with the filmmakers because he loved it? Everybody says it's great. What's going to be really disappointing for me in that movie is I expect to really love it. And the fact that they cut the, you know, the, the Cavill and the Godot, you know, shots and, and also a coda with Affleck, I hear, is, is going to be disappointing. Mm-hmm. And I get the idea is don't promise something that's not going to happen. But to me, have him in there because it's what's current, you know? Yeah. I suspect yeah. what probably plays, not having seen it, is they were af- after whatever Barry does that's going to cause changes they were then in it after you know afterwards sure and that's the problem you can't muddy the waters like that yeah, you have to because, say because if it's an afterwards thinking. and it's setting something up that this changes out there you don't want to see them you know the characters exist but you know it allows for the recasting right i, I hear you're gonna hear, so, get the I, new i hear the new batman going in the brave of bold will be set up and at the end of the, the flash maybe it doesn't happen but i expect the waller uh, series to i've at least heard reference some rumors that well i think you and i both heard the same rumor that there's someone in it um but i've heard it's not confirmed that that what shows up in that movie is what's going forward right okay so it's almost like the casting of mr fantastic and dr strange the multiverse of madness like sure it's fun for a movie you get to see a glimpse Uh, of a different world but now we got the thing I, i think any batman we see in that movie that's a batman that that someone that's been batman in the past is just that it's the multiverse and whatever. I don't think they're ready to make a statement about who's going to be in Brave and the Bold, which is the name of the Batman movie with Damian Wayne Robin that's coming under Gunn Saffron. You know what got me the most excited was that Mark Wade run on Batman versus Robin. Like that was such a great book. It was really good. Yeah. So going forward. Tomasi's stuff was always great. Yep. Peter Peter Tomasi's stuff was great. He really knew how to write that book. With Dick and, and with Bruce. Okay, he writes so Damon Ian, really well. Okay. I feel like we felt similarly about this movie. The stuff that hurts is the stuff that hurts, but the stuff we can't do anything about. And we kind of looked at the positives and we enjoyed what, a pretty enjoyable yeah, movie. I, I was entertained. Um, I'm still struck by the satisfaction that James is going to pick what he wants to keep in that there's a chance Shazam 
and clearly Wonder Woman is a part of that coming out of this movie because I enjoy these actors. I enjoy the storyline. I'd love to see a corner of it kept going forward. Um, and I'd love to see Shazam on the JSA, especially with the JSA actors from Black Adam. Uh, I don't think he's going to keep Godot. Honestly, I think she's too expensive. Mm. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I've just heard a big part of the recasting is is money. You know, same yeah. with Affleck. It's like, you know, at this point, they're very expensive. And these days in Hollywood, everyone's looking at the bottom line. And Warner well, especially Brothers. Especially Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah so. so, Ian, are there JSA stories, including Shazam, in them that are possibilities for seeing them go forward? Well, here's the thing. Shazam, yeah, I mean, they've done JSA stories under um, – I think it was um, John's run. Mm-hmm. He showed up. In fact, a really interesting one is actually uh, having Billy and uh, Courtney Whitmore, Toast Girl, were actually date. And initially, mm-hmm. people see it, people that don't know that Billy, you know, that Shazam Captain Marvel is uh, is a kid. They see him with Stargirl and they're like, um, this is really Ooh. inappropriate. What the yeah. hell? And it's like, no, no, no. He's a teenager. Because Courtney knows. That's cool. You know? Yeah, it's it a very awkward, you know, period. So they're on the JS, JSA together. I don't expect yes. the CW Stargirl to be a, a part of that, but maybe. Um, and what yeah, about the, the ending with Dr. Savannah and Mr. Mind? Do they usually have a storyline together in the Shazam um, Yeah. So a... First of all, Savannah is usually just this mad scientist who doesn't have the powers. Mr. Mind has, you know, the, it's like monster men, you know, evil society thing. You know, going and you know, and you get into stuff. So you have Savannah, you have Black Adam in that. You know, you end up having like the alligator man and all that stuff. And Mr. Mind's awesome. You know, I mean, remember Mr. Mind was behind the whole Fifty Two thing. And and James Gunn no, is a big DC fan, and he also loves parasitic worm. Yeah, monsters. yeah. I mean, and he loves the weird that, stuff. And exactly, the, the, that, the face is like, called Gods and Monsters. Yeah. The, fa- the first DC phase under gun yeah. is called Gods and Monsters. It, so uh, it, Mr. It, Mind it would be could... perfect, but you know, but I, I think this box office may hurt it unless he chooses to use it somewhere else. Yeah, which he could certainly do. Let's do it, please. And it James. would be cool. Let's do it. Um, By the way, I love the whole thing of what took you so long. I was like, yeah, I'm just slithering along. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, the great thing about Mr. Mind is he doesn't move too fast. He's no. just a little caterpillar. It's a worm. Heidi was like, what is this? And I was like, it's from the first movie. Like, there was the tag in the first movie. Like, it's Mr. Mind. And she's like, okay. All right. Things are getting a little weird, which is great. I mean, she sat through Starro and didn't blink. And, like, James oh, knows how to do the weird stuff yeah. and do it well. Um, I'm really excited for this phase, Ian. I'm more excited now post well, we're Black not Adam. there yet. I'm, the but I'm 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 more excited post Black Adam, Fury of the Gods than I have been before because Shazam. he really indicated here that box office or not, I'm I'm keeping stuff that works and we're going to make it work. I mean, I, I think that's a very hopeful way of looking at it. Um, and maybe you're right. Look, here here's just still weird, and and I think it's part of you know. At this point, you know, it used to be it was just Hollywood insiders. Mm-hmm. Now people know all over. You know, people mm-hmm. know it's just changing. I think Flash is going to do great because everyone says it's great. And that's the bottom line. It's all this conversation right now about, oh, comic book movies are dead because they're all, you know, faltering at the box office. They haven't been that good. It's been one disappointment after the next. The last one that we absolutely loved, and not just us, but everyone, Spider-Man No Way Home, and that did gangbusters box office, Mm -hmm. right? 
So the yeah. idea that, oh, comic book movies are, are, you know, endangered. No, they need to be good. You yeah. know, that was always the case. Back, way back when, before they were good, they didn't do that well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that simple. It just takes one good turn of those characters to take the bad taste out of the audience's mouth. Uh, Derpy Entertainment's in here, and he says... Plus, I'm not seeing it because the villains are not from the comics. They literally made them up for this for the very specific story. Accurate, accurate, fine. If, they, if, if that's who you are, and that and that's how how you're deciding on seeing it, accurate, man. Don't. But don't you're missing. Bother. But you're missing out on a movie that's fun because he previously said, "I'm not seeing this film just right. because it's not effective but, to the story heading but, forward, and the general audience doesn't know." I think it might actually be. It, it might be. The, the other thing is this: forward. what is true of the comics is the interplay of the sh- the, sh- the Shazamily, as they call it which, you know, John's intro- Jeff John's introduced, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy that. You know, I think that's fun. Yeah, so, both you know, as a, the Marvel family, ball. both yeah. as the Marvel family and as their mortal versions, they had time to shine in this movie, and they were great. You got to taste the rainbow. You, you can't call it the Marvel family anymore. I know it's always... That's right. the way. <laughs> uh, so Derpy Entertainment, just, I, would, I, would say, I would say that that first statement about not seeing the film because it's not effective to the story heading forward, the overall DC Entertainment Universe story, I would say that that one's all off. I, I think they're, again... Maybe especially those post-credit scenes, especially the one that references Waller and the JSA, it's clear this movie, James is picking and choosing what he wants to go uh, moving forward. Uh, Moving Um, forward with us, Ian. I hear Blue Blue Beetle is going to stay part of it, and I I hear that's a really good movie. I can't Um, wait for Blue Beetle. Flash is going to be great, and Aquaman is uh, buzzing. Aquaman is bad. Really bad. That's what you've heard? Yeah. They they might have time to fix some of it. They have apparently they have to. It's like test audience scores everything. Apparently, it's complete dog shit. Um, okay. My big problem with Aquaman is Aquaman sort of doesn't make sense to be coming out after Flash, right? Um, unless it is Aquaman walking in a new t- terrain that he doesn't recognize. Listen, but but here here's the thing. You know, we've seen this before. You know, where I mean, look, um, the second uh, Ant Man was set after Endgame. I mean, after Infinity War, right? Yeah. Even though, I mean, before Infinity War, even though it came out after, excuse me. Right. So, you know, I mean, you never know. Yeah. No, Geekscape is, don't act like you're not going to see these movies. Don't act like you're not going to sit and watch these things. You like them. Uh, You you can get tired of them and all this, but we are still in that golden age. Maybe the golden age is getting a little tarnished, but you're still watching it. And Derpy Entertainment, he feels that too. He's saying, I'm seeing The Flash in Blue Beetle, though. And we're right there with you, dude. You get tickets. We'll go with you, Derpy. Um, and if you like I Flash, get and if you, if you, <laughs> Ian gets the tickets. If you like Flash, you like Blue Beetle, I'm, t- I'm guaranteeing, Derps, you're going to see the Aquaman movie too. Uh, because in a sense, it's okay if a movie doesn't count to the larger fabric, as long as it's fun and we enjoy it. And ultimately, that's what I enjoyed about this one was even if a lot of this stuff gets scraped off after Look, the flash, I enjoyed you know, it and it's a fun movie. And you, listen, you know, I'm, I don't want to say I'm complete exactly, but like when they adapt this stuff, you know, I want to be able to have the conversation. <laughs> so I, I didn't tell you you're going to make fun of me, but I made myself. I watched Gotham Knights yesterday. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to judge you on that one because no, I, you watch I, I all those TV clear. shows. Yeah, yeah, but I want to be clear. But Gotham Knights as a concept has really bothered me because conceptually sure. it's it's such a departure. It seems so off. You know, I was like, why? Like, why? I mean, from the get-go, I was like, are they really going to make that? Yeah. You know, I was just absolutely shocked. I mean, I, I can't imagine there's any way, especially with what's going on at the CW, there's no way that that, that show comes back. 
But if it's but a good I will, story, I will tell it's you a good this. story, though, right? Well, I don't it's love all most Elseworlds, of it. too. Guns calling exactly. it all Elseworlds. But the one thing they did that I thought was interesting, at least, is it's Court of Owls, and they bring a talent at the end of the pilot. Well, so I was like, there you go. Okay. Test the waters on the Court of Owls stuff. See well, if it well, works well, in another media. So here's where that might get interesting, is there's no reference at all in the show to Dick Grayson. Sure. But as in Elseworlds, the talent should be Dick Grayson. Yes. So yeah. that might be interesting. And anyway, the point is that, as you were saying, it's like, you know, personally, I, 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 you know, I love the comics. I want to see what they do. You know, I'm always curious. I'm interested. You know, it, it, it's an exercise for me. I mean, better stuff I'm going to enjoy more if it's not as good. You know, Jonathan likes to tease me about how much time I have. You know, I'm stretching. <laughs> I put something on in the background sometimes. I'm still soaking it up. But, you know, like it's I, but I want to be able to have the conversation. Right. I, I don't I, I'm not a big fan of people telling me something sucks and they haven't watched it. You know, yes. um, it just it doesn't really work for me. It's, well, they don't hold a whole lot of water. They're like, well, oh, it stinks. Right. And it's like, well, you didn't watch it. You right. Oh, no but I heard or obviously it stinks. No. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just I, I like to be I, able to have it. In a I, I think whatever the Rotten Tomatoes score is on Fury of the Gods is not representative of the quality. It's at a 52 right now, according to I, the I agree. Yeah, that, yeah that, that, that's not representative to me. Yeah, you know? This is not a 52% movie. This no, is a movie that we no. both enjoyed. There's uh, a, lot, a lot of things about the movie that it's entertaining that it deserves a lot better than that. Ian, what's next, flawed, for yes. um, what's next for us? Mandalorian's got a couple of episodes in the season. A couple Mandalorians, yeah. Yeah. Um, what we got? We don't We don't usually do... We don't do Bad Batch. We don't do Bad Batch because I'm, I'm like so behind on all the, that Star Wars Behind? Stuff. Did you ever even watch like... Yeah, well, I watched I watched the Rebels? Clone Wars through se- like a couple seasons, and it just got away from me, and uh, didn't mistake. watch Rebels. Back to that. Yeah, yeah. Ian, I don't have mistakes. I don't have the free time you do. Uh, On top of that, um, <laughs> we're proving it here. We do not have the free time. Uh, I think that clearly we have you, you play of, you play a lot a, of video games. Do I? Don't you? Heidi, do I play a lot of video games? <laughs> I don't. I spend most of my time writing. <laughs> <laughs> if I consume too much, I'm not producing enough. So even if the scripts will never be seen or heard by any of y'all, okay. they are being made. Right. Um, or else I go crazy. Um, the demons in my the voices in my head. How would gotta, we know the difference? Be exercised. They, you'll, you may know one day if some of these see the, the front of your eyeballs. Otherwise, they were just dreams that I had on okay. put on paper. Um, and and one day I'll be dead and none the wiser. So it's all good. This is how I'm spending my time. Um okay. All right, brother. Uh, I I hope that we can talk again soon because uh, I enjoyed sure. this one, man, and yeah. I enjoyed this movie. Well, I mean, uh, so we now we yeah. have Flash in June. Yep. Um, what else? Before that, buddy, we got Guardians. Oh, God, I can't. Guardians and, looks great. I hope they don't disappoint yep. me again. And before that, we've got Mando season yes, three. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and then somewhere in there, we got Secret Invasion happening. That's still on I think Secret Invasion is probably later, July, August. Yeah. And they haven't Marvel's actually got said. Pushed. Yeah, they haven't actually said. Exactly. So maybe it's June. Okay. Well, Geekscapus, you will definitely hear more of me in a day because they're going to have the directors of this new pinball movie on. Uh, so look for that on the feeds. Uh, and again, if you want more comic book talk, or the last episode I did with Ian, uh, just search the feed for it. We've got some great content on there. We've got 16 years of content on there. Ian, dude, thank you so much, dude. Sure. Uh, thanks for, for making time for, for this episode. And um, 
thanks for giving us your thoughts, dude. You're the encyclopedic knowledge of all comic books here on Geekscape, our very own Mr. Mind. I appreciate you coming and joining us. Calling me a worm? I didn't say that, Geekscapus. I didn't say that, but he does crawl, and he's fairly slow. But not mentally. You know, he just... uh, Okay, I'm digging myself a hole. Uh, Geekscapus... For the worm? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Geekscapus, I love you. Uh, That's our special on... uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Uh, we'll, we'll see you here in a bit. Tell your friends to subscribe to Geekscape. Share with your friends. Find us on the socials. Geekscape's on all of them. And, and enjoy. Till next time, don't hate, create. Peace. Bye. <laughs> I had to wait for you to say bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.